You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 188, a day in my life of a two-show day, and how to survive these monster days. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me for more on social media at Actor Aesthetic or my personal account at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. Well, if you are a performer and you're listening to today's episode, chances are at some point in your life, you will have to do what is known as a two-show day. A two-show day is exactly what it sounds like. It is when you have two shows in the same day and you perform both. I know some folks who have done two, three, four of the same show in one day. That typically happens in the theme park world, in the cruise ship world, at Disney World. But if you're performing in an equity contract of a full-length musical or play that's over 90 minutes, 90 minutes to... It's very rare that you perform that show more than twice in the day. But two times is a lot. I've had my fair share of two show days. I've done them, I want to say, in college, maybe in high school, but I don't think I ever really understood exactly what they were until I started performing professionally. And whether you're in the ensemble or leading the show, it doesn't matter. A two show day is challenging no matter what. If you haven't already listened to the past few episodes, I've been talking about how I am in a regional production right now over on Long Island in Escape to Margaritaville. And if you haven't seen the show before, I'm playing Tammy. She is one of the leads in the show. She sings a lot and it is a very physically demanding role for me. Though I'm not dancing nearly as much as I was when I was doing shows where I was in the ensemble or one of the supporting roles, I definitely feel as though This show is challenging me in other ways. It's really forcing me to slow down and figure out how I can manage my energy, take care of my voice, prepare physically, and have a good mindset going in day after day after day of doing the same show over and over again and sometimes twice a day. Now, when it comes to my two-show day preparation, I'm going to give you some of the tips that have worked for me that I've heard from other cast members and creatives over the last few years, some cast members who are currently in my show right now who are doing a fantastic job and have been doing this for a while. They've given me some tips. And if you want to do this as a career, especially if you're younger and you're thinking about walking into this world, a two-show day is very common in the professional world. This usually means you'll be performing a matinee, maybe at 2 or 3 o'clock or even sometimes like 1.30, and then an evening show at like 7 or 7.30 or 8 o'clock. On Saturdays, we have a matinee at 3 and an evening show at 8, and then on Sundays we have a matinee at 2 and an evening show at 7, and that is a really hard schedule, in addition to evening shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays and Fridays. Evening shows where you don't have a matinee are 
a gift because you have the entire morning and afternoon to recoup. But on a matinee and an evening show day, on a two-show day, you're pretty much running a marathon the entire day. Two-show days are physically and mentally demanding, but with the right strategies that work for you, you can make it through successfully. So here are some of my favorite tips to help you manage and excel, not just manage, but excel during a two-show day. I thought about what I wanted to start with, but I couldn't start with anything else except for prioritizing self-care. I think self-care starts with getting a good night's sleep the day before the two-show day to ensure that not only you're well-rested, but that your brain and your body and your voice can reset. I remember in high school and especially in college pulling semi-all-nighters where I would stay up you know, I'd wait till last minute to study for a test or to learn lines for a monologue or a scene or whatever. Wait till the last minute and then stay up all night the night before and then walk into, you know, class the next day, the test the next day and do whatever I needed to do. I certainly don't advise that. And I definitely don't advise that when it comes to a two show day, because there are studies that show that less sleep links to brain fog, a relapse in memory. Your body is more tired, so it's more susceptible to illness. I've definitely walked into shows where I know, like I, I know that I did not go to bed at a good hour and then I walked into the show the next day, even if it was just a one show day. And it's, it, it, was, a, it was a struggle getting through the show, getting, you know, remembering the lines and, physically giving the best performance I could. And I think when you're in the thick of things and you start to do a show for a long period of time, you have to remember that some of the audience members, most of the audience has not ever seen your show before. And you really want to do them the service of giving them the best show you ever could give them and giving them the same show you give everyone else. It's really unfair when you set yourself up for failure and then you walk into the theater and you set the audience up for failure because you know that you didn't get enough sleep or you went to a bar the night before and you were talking super, super loud and um, you lost your voice because of it, whatever. There are certain situations that are difficult to get out of. And sometimes life happens and maybe you're flying into your show the day of because a family member gets sick and you're visiting them. That's not where I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is that there are proactive steps to take to put yourself in the best situation possible so you can give that audience the best show they could have ever wanted. And that's honestly all I ever want to do is just entertain and and make the audience forget their worries for the next two and a half hours. Or if it's that type of show where I want them to think, I want to provoke. But the only way that I'm able to do that is by resetting every night and getting some good sleep. I think the second thing when it comes to self-care and prioritizing it is having a good breakfast. There have been times, there have been two show days where I've gone in not really eating breakfast because I wasn't super hungry or just having something super, super, super light. And I've noticed that it doesn't really do me any favors. You know your body better than anyone else, but all I know is that if I'm not fueling myself properly with 
good food, then I'm not going to do a great job. And then lastly, of course, is staying hydrated. And I've heard so many people recently, I think with like the influx of social media, you hear left and right people saying, stop right now and drink water, unclench your jaw. That stuff is fantastic. But I'm here to remind you once again to drink water because you need it. Your vocal cords need it. Your brain needs it. Your body needs it to keep going. You probably chances are, are going to sweat a lot in the show and you have to treat yourself as though you are an athlete because you are. So you want to make sure that you're drinking water and staying hydrated. If you have a two show day coming up, it's also important that you are on top of time management. You know, you're planning your day in advance. You're including travel time and warm-up routines and breaks and warming up and warming down in between shows. You want to create a schedule for yourself that allows rest and relaxation and also a really solid warm-up and warm-down before and in between and after shows which leads me to physical preparation. So warming up is not just important to feel better about how you sing, but it's also vital to warm up because it prevents injuries and ensures that you are ready to perform. The older you get, the more you're going to find that you have to warm up in between shows, unless you're singing and dancing and doing everything all the time. Maybe you don't need as much of a warm up. But what I can say from my own perspective is that when I was 17 and 18 years old, I barely ever warmed up. And now I feel like it's very, very important to my process and my journey, because if I don't warm up, especially with the amount that I am singing, I know that I'm just not going to feel great and I might not have as much control over my voice and my limbs. So it is important that I am not only warming up physically, but also stretching. And, you know, over time, you will be susceptible to injury at some point, I'm sure. For me, you know, when I was in high school or even in middle school, I had tweaked my ankle a little bit. And then because it was weak and I didn't really take a whole lot of care of it because I was young, over time, I started to really injure it and damage the ligaments. I ended up tearing the ligaments several times and doing a number on that ankle. And so now what I know is that there's not a whole lot of stuff I can reverse over time. But what I can do is warm up my body, warm up my legs, especially so that, you know, if I'm dancing in heels, I'm not going to hurt myself on stage if I'm taking care of myself. So this next tip is something that I recently discovered, which is Energy management, okay? You have time management and self-care and physical prep, but there's also something that has to do with your energy and finding a balance between giving your all in each performance while also avoiding overexertion that could affect your second show. If you have two shows, you're not just giving it your all on that first show and then hoping for the best for the second show. You want to find a balance. So you have to, when you wake up, gauge your energy levels and adjust your performance intensity accordingly. You don't want to blow out your voice in the first show. And what that means to me then is finding the healthiest way to do everything that I do on stage. If I have to scream, if I have to belt really high, which I do a lot in the show for some reason, I simply can't do it in a way that is going to fatigue my voice 
because I, I won't be able to continue. Maybe I can get through that day or even just that one show, but at night, ooh, it's a struggle. And you won't always get this right the first time. The first week of shows that we were doing, I was running on just high, high, high adrenaline. I had my family there. We were opening a big show. I'd never done the show before, and we only had like two and a half weeks of rehearsal and one week of tech that went by so fast. And it's really hard to keep your energy level knowing that there's so much on the line. You know what I mean? But over time, as we've gotten into a groove and a rhythm, this is something that has kept things exciting for me is to figure out how much do I have to give? How much of a percentage of my voice do I have to give in certain moments? Can I pull it back in certain moments and exert it in others? Yes, and I should. And that's what I suggest to you as well. That goes into my next piece of advice, which has to do with vocal care. You have to take care of your voice during the shows, but you especially have to take care of your voice before and after the show. There have been days where I've tried so hard just not to talk the entire day until I have to until I get to the theater, honestly. And it sucks. And there are people that I want to talk to in my life and people I haven't seen in a while. So I see them in person and I want to chat forever. And I want to do this podcast, but sometimes I have to be careful about how much I'm talking because I'm doing a show. Now, I'm not playing Alphaba in Wicked, and that in itself is a whole other story. I swear I read something about Idina Menzel and how when she was doing the show on Broadway years ago, she was basically not talking throughout the day and only singing at night. Now, that is a role that's just otherworldly, right, in terms of vocal stamina. But for a show like what I'm doing right now, which is very heavily a mix of like musical theater and pop and rock and folk and country almost. Um, it's, it's using a different side of my voice that feels more like my speaking voice. Um, and so if I'm singing and I'm also speaking and I'm not necessarily using my pretty legit head voice that takes off all the strain of my speaking voice, then it, it's a lot for me. Different people like different things to take care of their voice or to make it feel better in between shows. Sometimes people like to have tea and honey or wa a ton of water, which is me. I honestly like to have little candies backstage like Starburst and Swedish Fish because something about the way that they feel on my voice is actually really nice. Some people hate that. Um, you know, it just depends. I hate cough drops. I will not have them unless they are Fontes by Caitlin Hopkins of Texas State. This is not even an ad. I just actually really love those and I also love how they taste. But every other cough drop I've ever come in contact with, I can't stand. So for me, having little candies backstage is amazing, and I inhale all the water I possibly can. Now, the last thing that I want to mention when it comes to a two-show day, okay, is that time in between. For us, like I mentioned, on Saturdays, we have a show at 3 o'clock and then at 8 o'clock. And our show, you know, it runs like 2.15, maybe 2 hours and 30 minutes. So if the show started at 3, we get out at like 5.30. If you're someone who wears a wig in a show, you might keep your hair in wig prep and just put like a hat over it. Sometimes people like to take off all of their makeup and take their hair down and reset for that second show. But if the show gets out and then... You're wondering what to do. I would always err on the side of, if you can, getting outside for a second, 
okay? Because what happens is if you're getting to the show or the theater an hour or 30 minutes before the show and then you're doing the show and the show runs two and a half hours, you could be in that theater for like four hours. And in many dressing rooms, you know, there's not a whole lot of natural light. And then when you're on stage, you're in a theater. And I think what I've found for myself is that I do need some time spent in the sun if it's a nice day or just generally outside where I can breathe fresh air. Theaters, especially if they're older, come with their own personality quirks. Some theaters, you know, can be a little dusty. Maybe if the set just was moved in, it could you could see a lot of sawdust or paint or maybe the air conditioning was just turned on so you have air blowing in your face. You ever like sleep with a window air unit blowing on your face and you wake up and you're like, oh, why do I feel strange? <laughs> You know, certain things like that. Now, I won't say this theater is that old. In fact, it's not that old at all to my understanding. But I've definitely found that I am in a better and healthier mood when I can spend some time alone outside or spend some time with my cast if I'm feeling up to it. Um, But just knowing that I can't overexert my voice or my energy during that time because I really need it that second show. I think ultimately what I'm getting at in this episode is that it's really important to pace yourself and to remember that managing your energy levels are key to successfully navigating a two-show day. So my show just got extended actually to September 3rd, and I'd love to hear your thoughts about what helps you the most when it comes to getting through a two-show day physically, mentally, and emotionally. Would love to know it. If you have any tips or advice, please DM me at Actor Aesthetic. And of course, if you found this episode helpful, send it over to someone who might be having a two-show day coming up or might want to do this full-time as a career. It would really help them. And I think the more knowledge that we have in this industry, the better off we all are. So screenshot the episode, tag at Actor Aesthetic, send it to one of your friends. It helps the podcast grow and it helps more of us get in the know. You guys like that? Uh, I'm so cheesy these days. The older I get, the cheesier I am. I love you all. It takes a village. I'll see you all next week. Thank you.